So I wanted to jump in a little bit into your content making journey. So part of my inspiration for reaching out to you was just, I've been following you on Instagram and you have recently dove into making content and wanted to kind of dive in into like, I guess starting what type of content would you say you make? Oh, that's a good question. I think my content is a combination of health and wellness, specifically for seated athletes, for people with disabilities, um, and then disability awareness would be within those two spectrums of, uh, yeah, quality living while being a seated person, and then just kind of disability advocacy and bringing awareness to the common things that we go through in our daily life that most people don't think about and how it affects us and um, hopefully doing it with a little bit of fun and funniness versus seriousness. Take me to the first video you made because I, I you weren't really making too much content, a lot of uh, personal content you were putting out there, but... Um, as far as this type of content, when how did you decide to just start? I was like, what was my first video that I made that was an actual video? Yeah, you know, so I think on one hand, when something big happens in your life, people want updates. And so yeah. I have a lot of family and there was constant questions or people that didn't really reach out, but wanted to know more. And I really had it made, honestly, I, I wasn't posting on social media for like a full year. I was just kind of existing. And um, I hit a point where I was a little annoyed with myself at being behind the scenes and being so afraid to post or so self-conscious of posting and putting it out there. Um, even though like one in four people in this world have a disability and disability literally affects everybody. And I was just so self-conscious. And so I made a decision that I was not going to do that anymore. And I was just going to post. And I honestly try not to look at like likes or things like that because, which is probably a little silly for a, a content creator, but on my side of things, it's more about just putting myself out there than it is about getting back that feedback or those likes or whatever it might be. Um, I think my first video, I honestly, I'm not sure that I can remember. I think it was a montage of my right. injury. Yeah, an update. Uh... Yes. Yeah. Um, that was my first video was a montage of uh, my accident and making it over the last 10, 11 months. Um, I think that was just like a celebratory moment of like, I'm here, I'm doing this, I still exist. And that's how it's going to be going forward. No longer feeling invisible. So um, going through the accident, was there a part of you that felt invisible or defeated or, you know, tell me a little bit about that, that period of time before posting. 
Yeah, so for all of your listeners that do not know, um, I am in a wheelchair. I'm paralyzed from my rib cage down. And um, so it's been about a year since my accident. And getting becoming a wheelchair user has been eye-opening in so many ways where I have never been stared at and ignored in the same vicinity as much as now like people will stare at you but then they won't address you or they won't talk to you or they'll look at you but then if you ask a question they'll stop they'll talk to the other person in your group they won't address you directly and um we're not represented in the media we're not represented in newspapers and magazines and whatever there's just not a lot of representation and that's getting better, but it is absolutely, you feel very invisible and very small. Um, and yeah, so that's been a big part of it. And then you feel so uncertain and so insecure because you're getting that type of attention, but then also ignored. And you take that on yourself where you're just like a person just existing, but we still haven't come far enough to like just accept people as is and are putting our own labels and our own concerns and worries and whatever else our own biases on them um when we're all just existing the same as someone who's walking around is doing you know one thing that i've i've so i've completely digested all of your content and (laughs) one thing that i've noticed is that um as much as you're doing the content for you you're doing the content for others and I'm wondering if, if, you know, how you feel about um, taking on that <laughs> responsibility. I got back from the hospital and I joined a gym within three months of my accident and like a CrossFit adaptive gym. And I told the coach like, oh, I'm three months out. And he was just dumbstruck. And he was like, you're three months out. He's like, it takes, he's like, it takes people a decade, years to go back to the gym. And I've talked to so many people in wheelchairs where they said, oh, it took me like one of the people that I'm close with, he's 50 now. And he's been in a chair for 20 years, 30 years. And he's like, it took me, he took, it took me 10 years to get back. And he's like, I feel like I lost 10 years of my life. And that is you, so upsetting you- to me. Yeah, why do you think people take so why do people take so long to to get back into some type of PT? So not necessarily physical therapy, but really just like gym going or trying okay. to do sports okay. or get back into the it's really getting back into the community and again, it's a lack of accessibility. It's these places are less designed for wheelchairs or for mobility aids they might not have be able to drive. They might not be able to afford to get their car modified. So then they have to take public transportation and rely on a caregiver or they're just super self, you know, they're really insecure or they weren't active beforehand and they don't know how to start that when now they're just in a wheelchair, but it's, and trying to get out into the community is really hard. Like sidewalks are terrible. I flipped over in my wheelchair this morning. I had a rough start to my day. Which doesn't happen often, but it is possible. And so, like, there's a lot of obstacles that the 
is out there. And so, but after I heard people lost years of their life because of their accident, because of, you know, not feeling confident in this world, I was very adamant that that would not be me and that I want other people to also see the ability to go to a gym, to move their body, to have a higher quality of life than being seated, than laying down, than being stuck at home, which just is so lonely and doesn't, like, people in chairs can absolutely live the same fulfilling life as everyone else, and pretty much everything in this world is adaptable. It's modifiable. It's able to make it for everyone to use it. People just have to take the time to do that, and it's time that we ask for that, and that we demand that, and things are already, you know, in that motion, but yes, so as much as it is for me to, like, help myself feel more confident, it is for other people to know that they can continue to live their life regardless of what has happened to them and they don't have to be stuck there is space for them in this world one thing that you mentioned um just a moment ago is that you felt invisible and now you're radically shifting towards really being visible right actually putting your message out there on social and i'm curious how that challenge has come terrifying on a daily basis. I think even before I'm a relatively private person, I wasn't a big social media user regardless. And to put things out on the internet is like asking for questions and asking for feedback unsolicited, but it's asking for all of these things. And uh, it's terrifying. And I, most days, I'm sorry, my dog. But, no problem. Um, so yeah, it's a really, really intimidating experience. But I think visibility is one of the biggest places that we can make a shift. If you force people to see it, they can't deny it. They can't hide from it. They can't pretend that it doesn't exist. And... So I think that is super important that we force ourselves to be in a space where people see us and they know our needs and we just continue to hold that space. And so as much as I am like, go back and forth on like content anyway, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this or keep going or whatever it might be. I do think it is very important to just continue to put myself out there and to allow other people to to see that one thing that i really love about your content is that you don't have everything down like you're not <laughs> mass it's not you're no. you have not mastered uh this transition in your life and we're learning with you and so um you know just what has this i guess my question for you is uh how has um, teaching people your struggle been an experience for you? That was something that was really important to me when I started this was showing the good, the bad, and the ugly. When you look at a lot of content, it doesn't even have to be disability content. Content across the board is the best possible version of somebody at all times. Yeah. And it yeah. is disheartening when 
it took them however long to get there, or maybe it was genetics, or maybe it was money, or whatever. You don't know what's going on, and it's just like the perfect case, and that is absolutely not what's going on with me, and honestly, for none of us. Like, what is our world right now? Like, we're all struggling in some sense, and I think it is so important to represent that in what you're putting out into it, because you don't get to you don't get to showcase the highs without knowing there's also lows. And I think you have to showcase both sides of those. Um, and even if you look a little silly or you get more unsolicited advice, which is what happens when I post things that aren't perfect, I get a lot of people telling me what I should have been doing. But it was very important for me to include that because uh, the struggle is real for all of us. And I think a lot of people relate to that and they want to see the more authentic side of of human nature versus the pretty pristine cookie cutter that you get a lot on social media these days. Yeah, 100%. I, I feel like your content comes off extremely authentic that way. And we really get to see your personality as you're, um, you know, struggling or, you know, overcoming something. Uh, I wanted to ask you about logistically what have you had to learn on filming, you know, setting a camera up or mm-hmm. um, even finding the perfect audio? What, what has that experience been like? Yeah, it is infuriating because what probably takes someone who can walk back and forth from a camera three seconds takes me like five to six minutes to set it up, go through my movements see if that's a good shot. And if it's not a good shot, then I have to go readjust it. Um, It's quite annoying. I think part of it is learning that it's just not going to be as good of a film probably as some other people. And maybe I'll buy better equipment or I'll do something different. But part of it is just like accepting that comes with the authenticity is like this angle, like the one that I, one of my best content moments that has gotten the most was I literally, my phone fell and it was like up against a shoe. And I was like, whatever, I'm just going to film while I do this. And it got like, whatever, like 16,000 views or something. I'm like, oh, wow. Like my phone flipped over on its side and it was like leaning against a shoe on the ground. So, okay, <laughs> great. Um, I think I need to get better at certain voice aspects, maybe get a microphone. Um, I need to probably get a different tripod because mine's very long and trying to roll my chair with this long tripod, it falls constantly and that's really annoying. Uh, so there's a lot of little things that I probably will probably get better or easier over time, but everything takes longer. And that's just something that comes with having a disability, especially a physical disability and something I'm learning to be patient with is everything just takes longer. What I think will take five minutes takes 15 minutes. What I think will take 15 minutes takes 45 minutes. And I just have to accept that, that it's not going to be as easy and it's not going to be as quick as it might be for somebody else. Yeah, no, I I, I can only imagine because um, a lot of these videos that you're doing, they're in a gym setting, which is unpredictable, right? And um, I think that, you, uh, it's, I just find it amazing that you're able to do, you know, that good quality 
of work, um, I can only imagine how long it takes you. Um, I, at the gym, I am lucky though. I have a staff and if we don't have a lot of people doing class that day, they will film for me, which is a godsend because then I don't have to set anything up. And so shout out to them because they, they make it a lot easier. So I, I noticed you do also quite a bit of, um, gym content mm-hmm. and, um, what is the, what is the story that you're looking to build around your gym content? The gym content. So I met you because I was your athletic trainer and my background is in athletic training and exercise science and something that I'm sure no one really thinks about. Um, I was, I feel like I was so blessed even through this injury is like, because of my knowledge And because of my education, I feel like things were easier. I understood what the doctors were telling me. I know the things are getting affected by wheeling, like with my shoulders and my back and my spine. I just have so much more knowledge than the everyday person around this injury and around the human body. And I find it just, it helps me on my day-to-day life. And I want to share that. So some of it is around gym content and just like, showing up and being strong and doing movements that might not feel as possible for people in wheelchairs. But I'm hoping that a larger chunk of it, if people like this content, all and honestly, all my education pieces, people don't really like them. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, I really like the education side of it to allow people that maybe didn't realize something that was affecting their body negatively or positively and helping kind of educate around those things. And so that's more of the direction that I would like to go, but there's a balance between putting out things that you want to create and things that people actually respond to, which is kind of important in the content creating world. They have to, you have to have an audience and if people aren't watching my education, then I have to do something that's more attention grabbing. Right, right. But I do find the education piece to be super valuable, especially for people who are dealing with their own spinal cord uh, injuries. Have you interacted with anybody um, who is also facing a challenge in their life um, around injury? I haven't joined too many groups. Um, I'm looking to join a couple more mentorship groups here um, with where I'm at. I feel like I was more of like a lone wolf person with a lot of things. Uh, So I did have like my group that I go to the gym with. There's about four of us that are in a wheelchair and they've, two of them have been in a chair much longer and then one's about the same time out that I am. So that's kind of a group of individuals that we chat a lot about our own issues and struggles and how we overcome them. But I am looking to join more of a mentorship group to hear from other people around how they're doing, things they've gone through, because it's just, you can't, there's no comparison. Unless you live it, there really is, people just don't get it, and that's okay. So I am looking more for that in the future, but as of right now, I really haven't done too much on the mentorship, friendship side of things with other people with spinal cord injuries. I noticed that um, part of your content that you do make is also around accessibility, which you you did touch on 
earlier. Mm-hmm. And what is it, what is it that um, you're looking to achieve with uh, some of these accessibility pieces of content? Immediate change or more thoughtfulness? What is it um, that you like to liking to address? I think that depends on the audience. For the everyday person, it's more awareness and people just thinking about it, right? Like, did you leave? Why did I fall today? Someone left a stupid scooter in the middle of the walkway. I thought that I could move it. I was mistaken and I flipped. So some of that awareness of what your actions, how they will impact other people for larger corporations, I would love for that to create more of an immediate change when it comes to hotel rooms or accessible locations or um, restaurants and doorways. And there's so many things that like, it really wouldn't even be hard to change to have a large impact for accessibility, but people just aren't thinking in that mindset. And so a lot of it is awareness, but for larger companies, like it's awareness plus action. They have an ability to make change. And, but because people don't like to think about disability, they don't like to talk about disability. There's such a huge stigma around it in this country. They just don't. And they pretend it doesn't exist and they do the bare minimum. And at the end of the day, what people really just don't get is like accessibility isn't just for people with disabilities. Accessibility benefits literally everybody, right? Like, wouldn't, you know, like, wouldn't you like to be able to sit down at somewhere and not have to worry about whatever obstacles or um taking a shower like wouldn't it be nice if you didn't have to step up into a bathtub wouldn't it just be nice if you could like walk in there and never have to think about getting over that like that stuff benefits every single person it doesn't just benefit people with disabilities but we think about it as a disability only problem and that's not true um but that's why there just hasn't been as much progress forward because they don't think it applies to them and so that is where i'd like to see change happen is people accepting that this is something that benefits absolutely everybody and that's why it should be a priority. I, I you know, um, I agree with you there. And, uh, would you say that the U S is behind, um, on that front or is it a problem everywhere? That is such a good question. And, I haven't traveled outside of the U.S. in my chair. I will be doing that in May. I'm going to Japan. But I think there's a couple There's a couple sides to it. So the U.S. is one of the only countries that has, like, a um, Disabilities Act where there are requirements that restaurants, buildings, employment, there are things that protect people with disabilities in the U.S. And that is not in a lot of countries. And so on that side, I think there are positives because there are minimum expectations. But in a lot of other countries, they just considered people with disabilities while they were planning. And so it's not necessarily needed because their doors are wide enough or they have ramps everywhere. Um, So I think in a lot of other countries, my guess is it is probably better. 
Mm. But there are perks to having it in law that you have to have some mandated stuff in the U.S. But I'm excited to find out to see what it's like. Got it. Wanted to ask you about um, two years. I mean, you've had this spinal cord injury for the last two years now. Am I correct? One year. One year. So two two years ago, um, how has the carry from two years ago changed through this experience, um, especially while making content? I think most people would have, I honestly don't think I have changed very much. I have consistently been a confident, resilient person in majority of my life. And that is definitely, I am leaning heavily into those traits traits as I figure out this new wave of life. I think there's a lot more gratitude in my life. And I've always been a relatively look on the bright side kind of person. Um, trying to think of changes that I have well, noticed. I, I guess, you know, one thing that um, I am curious about, like, even just that this portion of your life where you are making content, uh, what have you learned about yourself through making content? I will say in the last, since the injury, as I mentioned before, like my, I am very, my insecurity is quite high right now in all aspects of my body, of my abilities, of how people perceive me. That is, that's very high. And knowing that I'm putting that out into the world gives me lots and lots of anxiety because I would like to say that like, this is my best self and that like, that doesn't feel true. This is a version of myself and I'm confident in the life that I'm going to create, but is this the person that I, like, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. Uh, I was an able-bodied person as I was in the past, like that person, very confident, very driven. And I still have all those traits, but I think there's a lot more of second guessing those things since being in a wheelchair and putting them out onto the internet or creating the content. I think I get frustrated when stuff doesn't go the way that I would like it to, or if I feel like I'm not looking a certain way or just not feeling as good as I possibly could in my current skin. But I think that again, goes in line with my goal was to put stuff out authentically, whether or not I feel really comfortable with it. Like I would love for every video to be like, yep, I look amazing. And this is what I want it to be. And that's honest, that's <laughs> so far from the truth. But that's part of the point is to one, just grow more acceptance for who I am in this new body in this new phase of life through the content creating and putting the that version of me out into the world. And do you do you post um, strictly to Instagram? Because that's where I know your content from. But do you also post to TikTok? I do post to TikTok. I started with TikTok. They're the same videos as of right now. Nothing right. is different. 
Um, I started with TikTok because I had no friends on there. And so I think there's more the authentic side of things. I'm like, yep, okay, well, if they're getting likes, there's no pity likes over on TikTok. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's nice. Um, the Instagram side of things is nice because people who know me can still stay in touch with my life and see how I'm doing. And I get a lot of positive feedback from that side of things. Um, but yes, I do have a TikTok and yeah, that's, that's the ruthless side where I get like three views and one like, and I'm like, nice. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> so, um, I mean, do you have a preference in which app you like to create content or uh, post to or interact with people on? I interact with people on both. I typically post a TikTok first and then post to Instagram second. I've had better success on Instagram for whatever reason, but I also gain more followers on TikTok. So I don't really know the, what's going on with the algorithms. Um, I need to get better at TikTok. Honestly, there's, I still am trying to figure it out. I don't know how to do like, like the stories and stuff on Instagram are nice for like individual posts. So I think, I don't know, I think TikTok has a better, I feel like there's less people in my niche as of right this second on TikTok. So I think that's a, a nice opportunity, but I need to figure out how to be better at TikTok. <laughs> don't, don't we all? <laughs> uh, hey, so I, well, I remember one of your pieces of content was, um, you, I think you mentioned it, it takes like 90 days to form a habit. Am I correct in saying that? 66 days. Okay. There you go. 66 days to form a habit. Yes. Um, and that was more so in reference to going to the gym, right? Any but, habit. One, any habit. But specific to that video is what I was saying. Oh, um, yeah. But – would you say that creating content has been something that you've tried to turn into a habit of sorts? Yeah, this is so much work. I know like social media jobs in general, I think there's a lot of like making fun of it or whatever. And that's fine. Um, coming up with ideas for content that hit a certain area or get what you want to like put out into the world is much more challenging than I thought it was going to be. And so I have goals for myself on consistency because every day I want to like give up and stop doing this. Um, but that's not going <laughs> to happen. So, so yeah, I, so my friend was just asking me about this the other day. I try to have a full Monday through Friday set done every weekend. And then I can just post throughout the, throughout the week. Um, but I try to have five videos done by Sunday. And then if I don't, then I try to have enough through Wednesday. And then I film on Wednesday, like this week, I did not make enough videos. So I will have to film today in order to, but my goal is Monday through Friday consistently, uh, one post a day. And so that is what I've been trying to hit. And I would like to think of it as a habit because along with the content creating, it does make you think about things. Like I do have to think about accessibility or disabilities. I think about the gym. I think about my body and I have to think about a lot of things that 
I might otherwise just be kind of like skipping over. I stay up to date on new research and new things coming out of um, the government when it uh, for just people with disabilities or new laws and things like that. So it is actually like kind of stimulating some nice creative and educational juices. Do you have a process for that? I mean, or do you kind of just like, like, do you need to write things down on a piece of paper, mentally whiteboard things? How do you kind of, what's your process for coming up with some of the content? I've been saying since I was 10, I should write things down more. That is forever (laughs) on my to-do list, but I do not make to-do lists. So I think I have a... I'm just going to make something up here, but it's like a three column method. And so the first column is content that, um, like I would say gym spirational messages, things that I know people like to see. So when I lift Mm -hmm. weights over my head or stuff like that, that is an easy click. Um, So that's like the first column. And that's from that I get for my gym sessions every week. And then the second column is educational pieces about disabilities, about accessibility, about spinal cord injury. And those are ones that I usually talk over and show things. So if we're talking about um, accessible parking spaces or how I transferred to and from a toilet or whatever the case may be. And then the third column are trending things. So if on TikTok, if there's a sound or um, a music piece or whatever that's going around and that's time sensitive, then that's like my third column. And I try to have a mix of all three uh, throughout the week. So it's not too heavy on any one topic and people, you know, stay entertained. Uh, I, I love that. Um, so there is a little bit of a method to the madness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then just like daily inspirational m- moments, like my, um, at my gym, there's like this really dangerous curb that you have to pop up on and they finally bought a ramp for it. So I was going to do like a little content piece about accessible, being able, accessibility and being able to get inside a building where you are trying to get better. But like, how do you go, how do you want to go to the gym if you can't even get inside of the gym? Right. So something like that. You know, it's funny. I think um, as I'm thinking about your content, you are probably the only, if not one of the only people that I follow and I see regularly on my feed who is in a wheelchair. And I'm just being honest with you. That's fair. the fact that I do get to spend time with you virtually does make me think about um, the world around me differently. I mean, I think, would you say that um, sometimes just seeing your content is enough to to get people to think about their world a little bit differently? I would think so. I get a lot of comments about that word, like, oh, I didn't even know the striped lines and parking lots are for um, for the door for people who are in wheelchairs to get out. Like, I didn't realize that was a thing or I didn't know. Yeah. Like I didn't realize that you need the bed to be lower in a hotel room or that you need to be able to roll underneath the sink. Like I didn't realize that, or I have a lot of people who 
have gone out with me or just, you know, family members that are like, oh yeah, I've been looking and I don't think you'd be able to fit on the sidewalk. Like that's not accessible. And I think that's what for like the everyday person, I think that's what a that's what awareness is, right? That you just think about it a little bit more and you maybe can implement some stuff where you have power, right? Like in your day-to-day life, or if you see something blocking the road, you just move it out of the way in case someone with a mobility aid needs to get by or whatever it might be. But yeah, I do think there's a lot of power in just seeing people that are different from you. I know you're relatively early on in your journey, um, especially with making content. Um, mm-hmm. I guess what what keeps you going? Uh, it, it must be a little bit fulfilling, but I, if it's difficult, why do you keep do, making content? That's a good question. I think there's a lot of directions you can be an advocate and it doesn't necessarily have to be through social media. Like you can be somebody who calls your governor and calls your Congress people on a daily basis. You can go to community groups. You can do a lot of stuff and there's a lot of avenues and I have not explored all of them quite yet, but I think for me within this first year of um, since my accident, I have been pretty astounded at how poorly people with disabilities are treated, how large the stigma is, just how like infuriating living this life is for very basic things, just like very basic things. It shouldn't be this hard. And I think a very easy way, an easier way is that awareness in showing people and documenting those moments of like, why is this so hard? Why are we putting things in place that are making it this hard for people that already have so many challenges in their life without adding to them? And so for that, like it does, I think fulfillment, it brings me joy a little bit and fulfillment to put those things out, knowing that people are seeing that, but really the bigger picture of just awareness around what it is like being someone in a wheelchair and fighting for very basic freedoms and very, very basic, like the bottom line, like we are at the the very bottom of this pyramid and we're still not even getting treated equally. And so those things I think are what inspire me to continue posting and to continue finding new areas of content because it just should be better. And you reach the most people through social media, through the internet. And so until I kind of do some other avenues, I think that's right now what my driving force is. is it just really shouldn't be this hard for, for us. From, from your earlier pieces of content until the types of content that you're making now, has there been a change in, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, have you changed 
the type of content has it gotten easier to make content um have you found your voice a little bit more in making that content no i still feel like an imposter uh, i i am still <laughs> trying to figure out my voice and how to bring some of my personality into my content i've been exploring different types of content in the last couple of weeks like different types of things, blogs versus talking to the camera versus voiceovers um, and seeing which ones kind of land more and reach different people. I'm still trying to find my voice. I still feel insecure about everything, but uh, I think that's what the great thing is about social media. Like you can still be yourself in a bunch of different ways, or you can be someone completely different if that's what you want to do. Um, but your content doesn't have to stay the same. It's allowed to change. And I think that is, I think that's very cool. And I enjoy that aspect where as of right now, because it is so new, no one's expecting anything from me. So if I put out something completely different, who cares? Um, so right now I'm trying to find my voice a little bit, a little bit more and really what I want out into what my, want my, yeah, my personality, my genre, my identity to be in the the internet world I, I i genuinely believe that um we never really lose completely that imposter syndrome as long as we're trying new things or experimenting uh especially me with this podcast <laughs> i love but, it uh, what i guess what would you say to people who um are facing a, a deep challenge in their personal life right now and and are looking to put themselves out there in a way like you have? To put themselves out there in a way. I think for, I think there's like the cliche as I truly believe that like there is always a better option. Like there is always a better tomorrow. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be six months from now, but there is always a better moment coming. And like, I wholeheartedly believe that. And a lot of people get stuck in their grief. They get stuck in their loss. They get stuck in the downs. And while those days are important, something better is coming. And like, I hold on to that with every, every breath that I take that there will be a better moment for each of us. And I think for those, that's for like people that are just like struggling for specifically for people with disabilities, for people who have gone through a traumatic event, who feel insecure, who feel unworthy I think my biggest piece of advice that I am still trying to harness myself is to take up as much space as possible. You do not have to shrink because you are not the quintessential person anymore because you no longer fit with what the society has deemed correct or perfect or beautiful or whatever it might be. You are worthy and you deserve to take up as much space as you want. Do not diminish yourself because of society and other people's commentary. If, if I came up to you a couple years ago, could you ever have believed that you would be living in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, making regular 
TikTok and Instagram content uh, while, you know, overcoming uh, an injury um, as traumatic as yours? No, I absolutely not. I was minding my own business when I got hurt, but I think that's what shows people try to plan their whole lives. And when you try to plan and you try to control, you get upset when things don't go the right way. And I learned a long time ago that there is no control for this life. And that is what you have to learn to adapt and move along and make the best. And I think that's honestly what has gotten me through this is nothing is going to work out the way that you thought it was going to work out. And it's on you to pick up and keep going regardless of what happens. I think that's a, a beautiful message to end with. <laughs> I, oh, I, um, if people wanted to connect with you on TikTok or Instagram, what is um, a good handle for them to find you? Yeah, the handle is the same. It is Carrie Jean, K-E-R-R-Y-J-E-A-N underscore. And on both Instagram and TikTok. And yeah, hopefully I'll start actually posting other things to Instagram that aren't exactly as my TikTok, but that's for another day. <laughs> One final question. What are you looking forward to doing next? Um, do you have a plan for where you want to take your content or your message? Or you're going to also just let things kind of adapt as they come, like you like you mentioned? I think I'm going to adapt as they come. I think it's only been about a month and a half, maybe two months. So I think I'd like to get another month under my belt of trying out some different things and then take a step back and look at what's doing well, what's not doing well, and kind of figure out where my voice lies within those things and then create a little bit more content strategically based on what is reaching more people. Cause even if I like it, if only 200 people see it, it's probably not doing what I wanted to do. So I'm um, taking a little bit more strategic approach in the future, but I'd like to get more with my traveling to Japan and I'm still in the house quite a bit. Cause I can't, I don't drive yet. Um, so I would like to get a lot more out in the community because that's where people have a lot of anxiety. So that's the direction I would like to go is doing more um, in the community to give better awareness and more opportunity for people who are just concerned about being out in public and make more content around that. Well, I personally have clearly enjoyed following your journey and I hope that you don't uh, quit on us now. You got to keep making content because uh, the world needs it and loves it. So um, I will definitely put a link to your uh, Instagram and TikTok in the show notes. Uh, but it's been really lovely catching up and hearing your story and definitely inspirational for me. This was so fun. Thank you so much. And I hope your podcast just blows up. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is your future career. Cool. Well, thank you, Carrie. Thanks, Nick.